Arena, Oxford's definition. A level area surrounded by seats for spectators in which sports and other events are held. Fancy, eh? This is The Arena with Dave McIver and Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. This weekend marks 16 years since an end of an era in Calgary sports. It makes my heart cry. Oh, it hurts so bad. For those who aren't exactly aware, Calgary used to be a pretty good little hotbed for baseball. It's a great baseball town, Joe. Last week, we talked about the state of baseball here in Alberta. But I don't think this conversation could have ended right there. Because there's a missing link here in Calgary. And that missing link is kind of getting older, unfortunately. <laughs> well, yeah, you look at, uh, you know, obviously we have the Calgary, uh, Calgary Flames, Calgary Stampeders. There's going to be a soccer team coming out of Spruce Meadows here in a few years. Just seems to be, you know, kind of one, you know, major sport we're missing. What one could that be? It's a tradition at Foothills Park. It's the way we celebrate Canada Day. Come see the Cannons and celebrate Canada's birthday a day early as the Cannons, Esso and Channels 2 and 7 light up the sky with an incredible fireworks display. You're in for an evening of excitement as the Cannons take on the Vancouver Canadiens. Get your tickets in advance for the special 7.30 game time Saturday, June 30th. Celebrate Canada's birthday Saturday, 7.30 with great baseball and post-game fireworks. Oh, right. Believe it or not, back in 1985, the Calgary Cannons arrived here in town. Danny Tartable led all uh, pro baseball players with 47, 45, (laughs) mid-40s in home runs. (laughs) Uh, He was the only guy that had that many home runs. And we were treated to affiliated baseball here in Calgary up until September 2nd, 2002, when the drapes came down on the cannons and crazy how it ended too. I had actually looked back on that, like amazing 14, 13 wow. cannons beat their arch nemesis, the Edmonton trappers on a wild pitch strikeout just because why not? Hey, if it's going to be last night, go out in style, baby. And I mean, needless to say, we've had some more baseball down the line. Like we had, you might have blinked and missed it. The Calgary Outlaws for a while. Calgary Outlaws. Uh, the Calgary Vipers were here the for Calgary a Vipers. few years. And the Calgary Dogs. Before, yeah. Before they were the Okotoks Dogs. But in the grand scheme of things, over the last 10 years or so, there hasn't been a whole lot of anything going on. And we've got this massive building out by McMahon Stadium, otherwise known as Foothill Stadium. Or for those of you who remember the glory days of Burns Stadium, that thing has sat, sat basically vacant for the better part of a decade. Lost in the discussion of, we need a new arena. We need a new football stadium. We need a new field house. Do we need a new baseball stadium? Could we support a new baseball stadium? We've got a guest coming up that can maybe shed some light on what he's seen over the years. But first, I want to get your opinion on this, Dave. Do we need a new baseball stadium? What do you think? I don't know if the appetite's there, Joe. I mean... I think kills our, me. It I think hurts my heart. I, I understand, but I think, uh, and I think our guest will explain it. You know, kind of the proper way of being around the the cannons and baseball for so long. But yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I remember going to Calgary Vipers games and Calgary Dogs games and Calgary Outlaws games, and man, there were not a lot of people sitting in those stands. Mm-hmm. I understand. You know, 
it's a Tuesday night, maybe the weather's not that nice, you're probably not going to go to a baseball game. And that's the kind of thing baseball deals with, even if it is the middle of July. Forget yeah. April and May and June. And that's, that's the, the big question. You know, can it support baseball with our climate and the, with the way things go with the weather? I guess what it boils down to is expectations. Like if you're expecting a pro baseball team in town, A, it's getting a lot harder to find the travel accommodations to do it. B, the big problem back in 2002 between 02 and 05 was the Canadian dollar was absolute garbage. But is there an appetite you know, for a Canadian baseball league, for example? Could that be a possibility down the line? We can talk about that. We can talk about a bunch of other things. But I think to shed a little bit more light on what he's seen in the past, what he saw when he visited Foothills recently, and a whole bunch more, we're going to welcome to the program a guy that you may know as the football voice of the Calgary Stampeders here on 770 CHQR. But he's also got quite the past in baseball. Mark Steven joins us now. Mark, uh, thanks so much for coming in today. Yeah, very exciting. Glad to talk a little baseball. Not too many opportunities. A little waxing nostalgic, so to speak. Um, One team that a lot of people here in Calgary may remember, or maybe they don't, is the Cannons. And that's sort of where I know you have a lot of past in. But give us a little bit of a background on on your past in baseball here in Calgary. Well, I did work with the Cannons uh, right at the stadium, right from day one through the end of the 1991 season. So the first seven seasons of the team. And then I stayed in touch with them. Then one year on the station, we did do the games. It was uh, largely a weekend and holiday schedule. So, you know, got to uh, do some games and it was very, very exciting to see that level of baseball. So we did that year, I'm going to say 40 games. That would be about, uh, you know, the the right numbers. That was pretty good going... uh, to Tucson and places like that. It'd be uh, kind of an interesting dynamic going from a game that's always going like football to a game of waiting around. And how is that from a play-by-play perspective, changing the dynamics of uh, football and baseball and comparing the two? Well, clearly the pace of play is the most obvious mm-hmm. one. Uh, you know, just the fact that baseball is played at a much more leisurely pace. So you can kind of lean back and watch it unfold a little more than baseball uh, than football, which is pretty steady and constant uh, action that way. So it's just a different mindset. But as long as you understand and work at it, uh, go get it. Take us back to that time and the excitement and the sort of the different dynamic of having a Um, minor league baseball team here in Calgary. What was the atmosphere around the team like? What was the atmosphere around uh, Burns Stadium or Foothill Stadium, whatever you want to refer to it as now? Uh, What was it like here during those years? Well, at the very start, it was very exciting because not only were, uh, you know, people waiting for the team, but the stadium was completely redone. There's a story for you. Building something in Calgary for what? athletic teams. Yeah. <laughs> Who's responsible for that? <laughs> anyway, so, you know, the stadium was going in as well. So it was very exciting. And, uh, you know, the old Foothills, which was a city-run facility, was uh, destroyed and uh, started to put up the new. So it was very exciting that way to build a new stadium and a new team and uh, a new product that had never been seen while there had been professional affiliated baseball with mm-hmm. the Expos and the Cardinals. Clearly, uh, Calgary was just far too big for the Pioneer League. It was double the size of the rest of the teams in the league combined. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference there. So it was exciting to know that uh, AAA, just one step below the big leagues, was on its way. Edmonton already had a franchise at least for one year and had some success. So it was it was very exciting. It was a, a real buzz down at the office to constantly see people coming in and buying tickets and getting ready for a season. In your mind, what changed? Well, a few things changed. 
number one was the dollar, the Canadian-American dollar. I know the players are paid uh, separately, but uh, other expenses are, uh, you know, earn Canadian, spend American, especially 63-cent Canadian dollars is a losing proposition. Uh, Every team that does business primarily in the United States face that at that time and still does, especially when you're dealing in the thousands and thousands of dollars that the teams are dealing with. Uh, Number two... uh, People just quit coming before Victoria Day. The Pacific Coast League AAA season starts just after the Major League season, runs through Labor Day. But people just quit coming. It's, uh, Hmm. you know, they look outside and it's Tuesday night. It's the first Tuesday in May. It's nine degrees outside, a little cloud out there. I say, you know what? Nah. Not tonight. I'll be back. I'll see you in June. I'll see you in July. You know, and they just quit coming, which basically cut out about a third of their home dates. And that meant that the other 48 had to be perfect weather to make it up. And guess mm-hmm. what? They weren't. Number three, and here's a familiar issue, the stadium became an issue again. The National Association, which is the governing body of all teams outside the major leagues, uh, revised their standards, and uh, Foothills slash Burns fell well below those. And once again, a fight to upgrade the stadium standards. And uh, as with so many other things, uh, there was no money forthcoming, and uh, the figure I know you guys looked up was roughly $20 million to get it up to standard. It wasn't forthcoming, so uh, there are cities in the United States, such as Albuquerque, that mm-hmm. were voting in millions of dollars to upgrade their stadiums, and that's where it went. So, uh, you know, Foothills slash Burns today is virtually untouched from what it was in 2002 when the cannons left. So those are the three big things, dollar uh, length of season and stadium. How quickly did it come down? Because I remember I was a kid and it seemed like it just happened so fast. The Albuquerque team was buying the, or Albuquerque was buying the cannons and then they were gone. But did it, did it develop over a little bit of time, Mark? Yeah, I would say so. There were, you know, there was one renovation done in 95, which kind of postponed things, but, uh, it was an ongoing issue, and I say that in the sense that uh, it wasn't just Calgary that was impacted to get their facilities up to standard. So this was, a, you know, an all-of-baseball kind of thing. So the to and fro, the back and forth, uh, you know, it went on sort of behind the scenes for a couple of years, but it kind of was the cloud out there hanging over the fence in center yeah. field. So it wasn't an everyday kind of thing, but I think people realized that once the city uh, and the team couldn't come to terms for, uh, for whatever reason that... Uh, bit of an air of inevitability there. Coming up, we'll continue this discussion with Mark Steven, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, and once with the Calgary Cannons. You're listening to The Arena here on 770 CHQR. I'm Jock Wilson. And I'm Dave Rowe. There's nothing better than having the inside track, knowing more before anyone else does. That's what the Stampeder Podcast is all about. The Calgary Stampeder Podcast is not about the X and O's. We're going to take you inside the locker room. We're going to feature stories on your Calgary Stampeder players, alumni players as well. We're going to take you inside the coach's office. And hey, this podcast is about you, the fans. Look, Jock and I, Mark Steven, Greg Peterson, we travel with the team. We're on the sidelines and we're in every broadcast booth in the CFL with the game call. We know more. We're the radio voice of the Stampeders and having almost three decades of partnership with the team allows us to tell the stories you're just not going to hear anywhere else. The Calgary Stampeder podcast can be found in all your favorite locations like our website, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Tune in. You're listening to The Arena with Dave and Joe on 770 CHQR. Waxing nostalgic about the Calgary Cannons here on the arena on 770 CHQR with Mark Steven, formerly of the Cannons, and also, of course, 
the voice of the Calgary Stampeders. Following you on Twitter as well and seeing you posted a video a few months back about a little mini tour that you did of Foothills. And then you were back for a PA announcing gig, I believe, for a fundraising event and took more pictures. You mentioned it just a moment ago about how it's virtually unchanged from 2002. Walk us through that tour that you did and what you kind of thought of the facility and and what you think might need to be done to actually make it get up to snuff if you think it could even be brought up to snuff. There's the question there. The word is if. Well, I guess, you know, you... First of all, walk in where the tickets are taken, and that's fine. You go to uh, the stands down the third base, left field line. Uh, you know, the area, sort of a big area outside the clubhouse there that used to host a restaurant, doesn't anymore. It kind of just sits there. Mm-hmm. You go in the stands, and uh, they're virtually as they were. Uh, not bad, not great. Uh, some of the seats are cracked just based on wear and tear. But where it really started to hit me is you walk up the stairs to the press box. This is concrete, and there were weeds coming out of them. What? That's you, not good. <laughs> you have weeds growing out of them. You go upstairs to the press box, the same creaky door that we used to use, and the same walk up the oh. back. That wasn't very good. And then uh, you go into the press box, which has been gutted for new uses and stuff like that, but same painting, uh, same carpets, kind of a storage area now, because that's where I spent all my time was up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a storage area, uh, antiquated equipment and things. It's, uh, you know, locked off and walled off. Uh, and you look uh, all over, just things have been left to neglect. Uh, underneath the stands where they used to have concessions and uh, souvenir stands are all locked up. All the washrooms are there. I have no clue if uh, they, they ever even open them. I guess why, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So they're just left there. So it's just left there. It's just, it's just sitting there. It's uh, kind of a ghost stadium because almost nothing happens there. What would have to be done? Uh, a commitment of now more than tens of millions of dollars to redo it or, or uh, knock it down. And mm-hmm. I would say... Based on the state of what I saw, knocking it down is probably a, a more viable option. Well, and, and especially when you look at some of the pictures, because I know the the Dinos baseball team plays right. out of there still, and there's a few user groups that I think still utilize it, but you've got the, the walls don't have any advertising right. on it anymore. I don't know what the state of the actual field is, if it's even you know what? I actually wasn't too good. bad. It was oh, okay really? when okay. I went on it. Anyway, I would, a little bit of work, but it, it wasn't an issue. And you mentioned the walls, but the scoreboard in right field, yeah. what does it do? Yeah. Anything? I, I don't even know if you <laughs> has it been plugged in in the last yeah. 16 years. Great question. I don't and, uh, no, I don't know. It's, it's it was a, when the Vipers played there for a little while. Oh, I yeah. guess, yeah. But, yeah. And the Calgary Outlaws. Whatever. Can't forget, <laughs> can't forget the Outlaws. Actually, actually you all. can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can. But, uh, yeah, but it's, what's it doing? It, Nothing. It's, it's amazing to me in, in this whole discussion about a new arena and a new, new building, whether Field it's House. Calgary Next or whatever the case may be, is... There hasn't been a lot of discussion about baseball, and I'm wondering, given that you, you've you been involved in the sports community here for as long as you have, have you heard any rumblings about what baseball could look like here in Calgary, or has Okotoks cornered the market here and Calgary is going to be left to its own ventures? Well, you're probably right on that. I mean, Calgary's um, you know situation with weather dictates the Pioneer League, a Class A league, but mm-hmm. again... Uh, the stadium now is so awful that I don't think it wouldn't pass even for rookie level. Um, could they put a Okotoks Dogs franchise in Calgary in the same league? It actually was here, but mm-hmm. um, maybe. But it's a big deal in Okotoks. It would get swallowed up pretty quickly here. I'm not going to say no. 
Is there any other kind of level of baseball? I mean, the Vipers uh, struggled quite mightily, I would say. Uh, I think independent baseball just won't fly here. I'll, I'll be blunt about mm-hmm. it. Not when you saw, you know, top prospects from different organizations. And, you know, uh, and I'm not always sure about how the leagues that the Vipers played in were run. So I don't think there's much. I, I don't see it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe somebody's got a brainwave that we don't know about, but I've not heard it, and I don't see much kind of a missed opportunity. Well, I wonder if there's an appetite in Calgary. Obviously, like Mark said, in Okotoks, you know, it's it's a community team, right? And it's I, I'd be surprised to know how many people actually from Calgary go to watch those games when, you know, you have that town of Okotoks right there. And, you know, go try and find a ticket at the end of the season. It's sold out. You can get a single game ticket or you're sitting on the berm, uh, you know, with the families and stuff. So I do wonder, maybe, Mark, you know this, the appetite in Calgary, is it there? Is it is is I there wonder, a big push? For summer know? class baseball, yeah, yeah, I wonder. I really wonder. Mm-hmm. But back to it, you just touched Okotoks. While with Calgary baseball, the stadium is the story. Same thing at Okotoks, but on a completely different script. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It is an attraction. It's, a, it's, it's a, not a beautiful thing, and it's, they've yeah. spent the money into it. And, I mean, they were talking about renovations in the last, uh, last year or so. I think they had to push it back because of some weather issues. But, like, they're investing in it and investing in it hard. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if another community, you know, in, being that I live in Airdrie, and I know there's an appetite to figure out what sport to bring in because they don't have an AJHL AJ, yeah. team. They don't have much in in the way of sports teams. Maybe that's where the next team baseball wise goes because property taxes will be less. They can, you know, they, they're not going to run into as much red tape when it comes to uh, a city council, all that kind of thing. Calgary might've missed the boat in, in a pretty major sport that is gaining notoriety. And especially given that you have kids like Mike Soroka who are, you know, starting to, we're starting to see talent from this province make its way into the majors. We'll see. I, I think Airdrie would be one uh, wonderful. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it would become the centerpiece of the town because, as I say, no no AJHL, but uh, I just wonder if it gets swallowed up in Calgary. It's particularly a summer Class A league, which, again, would be similar uh, to the AJHL, mm-hmm. which, again, fights for attention. That's yeah. just me. I could be wrong. Hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Stephen, he is the voice of the Calgary Stampeders. He's also a, a pretty well-known voice when it comes to baseball here in Calgary. Thanks so much for coming in and yeah. doing this, my friend. Yeah, good. Good to talk about it. Don't don't talk often enough. I'll tell you what. The first a couple of years the Cannons left, I used to get regular either phone calls or emails or people stop me and say, what about this? Do you know where he is? Or I haven't had a call in about six or seven years. Unreal. Just, you know, it's just is. Time moves on. So I don't yeah. get a chance to talk about it much, I well, guess. Well, and, and especially given that, I mean, the last kind of remaining player to come from the the, the Cannons years was Jason Grilly, right? And He's so that, that connection to baseball is pretty much gone, gone from now, that yeah. from that era. Now anyways. you have to look at the managers. Uh, yeah. Rich Renteria <laughs> in Chicago with the White Sox. Yeah. Their uh, rebuilding team, they're kind of brutal this year. Torrey Lavallo uh, in Arizona, they're mm-hmm. on top and could well win their division or at least a wild card spot. And uh, Brian Price, who pitched here in 88, started out the year with Cincinnati, but he was let go when they were 3-15. Right. and 15. So I'm just simply saying you have to look at the managerial ranks now because mm-hmm. the days of I remember seeing him play <laughs> and watching him play on TV are gone. We can always talk about Edgar Martinez sure. and, and Hall of Fame, right? Like that, that'll be the next thing that we're yeah, talking agree, about, that waxing nostalgic. And that's about. what kind of revived my interest, not that I ever lost it, but uh, kind of revived it because he was the highest non-qualifier this year, Edgar mm-hmm. Martinez. Yeah which suggests to me that he'll be the first one in, not yeah. too many extra votes to get him in next year, and yeah. I think that's coming. 
Absolutely. And if you want to, head on over to Facebook. Remembering the Calgary Cannons is a page that yep, you're I managing. Did, yeah. So uh, make sure to check that well, out as well. Because if you love nostalgia, that is the place to see, go. See, and I did that because when I realized that Edgar was really close to in the hall, we said, well, that, you know, we should have a kind of look up some old stuff on Edgar and put it together. Mm-hmm. There wasn't one. And I suddenly said, well, believe. you know what? Somebody's going to do it. I look like a somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he is a somebody, so, yeah. isn't he? He certainly is. Mark, Stephen, thanks so much again for coming in, my friend. Okay, well, I had a great chance to talk about it. Maybe next year we can talk about Edgar in the Hall of Fame. Fantastic. <laughs> Big thanks to Mark there. But there is one piece to this puzzle kind of remaining at the end of the day, Dave, and it has to do with what happens to foothills. And I was doing a little bit of digging around on this, and there was a story back in 2012, I want to say, uh, our own Aurelio Perry was reporting on it, was the fact that there is a plan in place for Foothills area, sort of that Foothills stadium, the the soccer field there. Well, it was a big There's plan. a baseball dome there, and it involves a bulldozer. Yeah. This plan involves a field house. Oh, yeah. Nice one by the looks of things. Sorry, oh. I'm, sorry I'm on the city website right now looking at the plans. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. What's happened over the last few years to maybe put that thing off for a little while? Oh, right. Calgary next. Which, also, in, that which thing, also included a field house. Yeah. So now that that discussion has sort of deteriorated to the point of everybody seems to be wanting to talk simply about a hockey rink and nobody wants to talk about McMahon Stadium, even less than nobody is really talking about what happens with foothills. And I think at some point, somebody's going to find out that that plan is back on the, on the books. Well, I look at it like this. There was one group that wanted to talk about a field house, a stadium, uh, an arena. And then there was one group that just wanted to talk about an arena. Mm-hmm. And it all came through in plans that, you know, came out for somebody's plan into a certain area of town. And yeah, so that, that's where it stands. Look, until they can figure out and prioritize which one is which and which one is more important or if they can ever get back at the table again, we might see a multi-facility or multi-sport facility like uh, Calgary Next. Not saying that it is necessarily the project that has to be done or that it is the right project for that matter. Mm-hmm. But that's the only one that's come out so far that has kind of involved all three. And yeah, it's up to the two parties to kind of get it done. <laughs> Well, and, and now what ends up happening is there's a bunch of different dominoes that come into effect, right? If, say, the city does say, hey, we're going to build an arena, specifically an arena, in East Village, let's say that's the decision, yeah. then you have a bunch of other dominoes that fall. And one happens to be, what do you do with McMahon? And then what happens with that number one priority on the city's priorities list for infrastructure is that field house. And if that field house is back on the plate then guess what? Those of you who want to wax nostalgic about baseball at Foothills are going to be running out of opportunities to do that (laughs) because the wrecking ball is coming. Sorry for your luck. If you want to weigh in on this discussion, head on over to Twitter at the arena. YYC is the place to go for that. If you want to check us out on uh, podcasts, of course you can do that as well. iTunes, Google play and uh, tune in is the place to go there. Uh, This has been another edition of the arena here on 770 CHQR. I am Joe McFarland. I am Dave McIver. And we'll chat with you in a couple of weeks.